What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Yokai Delinquents Podcast. I am Sean Bearded Kappa Litton. And I am Jerry Robo Tingu Smith. How's it going, Sean? Overall, going good. Uh, as y'all saw in our the for those watching on our YouTube channel, you saw we had a uh, memorial picture for uh, Kentaro Mura, uh, creator of Berserk. Uh, as of this recording, a few days ago, we got word of his unfortunate passing. Uh, the song you heard is actually Guts, his ma- the main protagonist of his uh, manga Berserk, his theme from the anime adaptation. And uh, yeah, I just wanted to give tribute to a uh, to a creator who's passing. Honestly, hit me a lot harder than I was expecting. Yeah, man, it was a fucking legend. Like, really was. Uh, I know that the series uh, resonated really, really strongly with the both of us. Like, um, we just. You know, it's one of those things that's it, it's just been around for so long. It's been such a a prominent, um, you know, series. Uh, and and it's like you know, you can easily take it and compare it to so many newer things that are out because you know so many things have taken uh, you know just different ideas and everything from it. Uh, oh, for sure. It's been, amazing yeah yeah the uh the, the inspiration it has been because the manga started back in 1989 i believe mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it is like the epitome of dark fantasy yeah and yeah. it like it's it set such a tone for you know like really dark storytelling you know uh we mm-hmm. we discussed it in a him, uh, gut specifically uh in a previous mm-hmm. episode i believe we talked about uh what is an anti-hero yeah yeah. Like a true one. Like he does good, but Guts is, you know, he was not afraid to, well, you know, uh, if people got to die, they got to die so I can kill these demons. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's kind of, it's difficult to write that, I think, and make it a likable character. And uh, Mura 100% did that. Now, like, yeah, mm-hmm. like my history with Berserk is, of course, as you, you guys know, I'm an old man. I've been <laughs> watching anime and a little bit later finally reading manga once it became more widely distributed here in America. Mm-hmm. But, you know, Dark Horse had been actually putting out the Berserk, uh, I believe in comic book form, but at least they were yeah. they were the publisher. They were like a yeah. traditional comic form, flipped, translated, all that kind of stuff for English. Mm-hmm. And now eventually uh, the manga format but, uh, so I'd, and I'd seen the anime, I can't even honestly say in its entirety, but I know I watched it back in the day. And then, of course, yeah. we have the recent uh, cel-shaded abomination. I just can't get behind. <laughs> I, man, I honestly started watching it again. I've, I've seen all of it already. And honestly, like, um, I can kind of get over the cel-shaded uh, aspect of it, you know, just to finally get that story animated um because it was like a fucking great arc you know with the uh, with the church yeah yeah and uh yeah but like what i bring up that is because like i said i I know i watch at least some you know because the original anime only covered the uh, the golden age his Mm -hmm. uh his origin and uh it wasn't until man how long maybe a year two years ago uh dark horse published the berserk omnibus and if mm-hmm. and if y'all follow me on social media, I always share the at least the cover and maybe some outstanding double page spread or a great you know full page art uh, from it. And this is when I truly began to appreciate Berserk because mm-hmm. I mean even the '90s anime 
and of course this this recent one, it can't capture Miria's art. His mm-hmm. art is phenomenal, and and it, don't get it wrong. Like outside of like, you know, when you got artists like that who create extremely detailed art, like the only thing I could think mm-hmm. of that really hit the source material on a high level would be like Hellsing Ultimate. Mm-hmm. And those were oh, done yeah. in OVAs, yeah. you know, because like they had the mm-hmm. budget behind them, and it really captured that guy's art. But you know, so to truly appreciate it, I think you really have to read it. And I only recently read it, so I guess it's fresher in my mind. Mm-hmm. And it's just something I would still highly recommend, like because not only you know do we have it's sad about his passing, of course, but it's also. As a fan of what he was creating, it's also sad that we will most likely, unless there's some way his assistants, who I hear, you know, mm-hmm. they can draw just like him because they've been working with him for decades. Uh, and I don't know if they know the finale, but almost I don't know if you'd want that. Like, we're not going to get a conclusive ending the way he would have, 100% the way he would have wanted it. Right, right. And that's also yeah. a great shame, you know. Mm-hmm. And, much uh, a much shared fear, I think, with a lot of us and others out there who are fans of long-running series. Ah, well, trying to say it's yeah, no, I, I I completely get that, you know, because I mean, we've said time and time again, like if anything were to happen to uh, Ichiro Oda, um, like what's going to happen with One Piece? at this point, you know, I mean, I'm assuming with it being such a big series that they probably have plans to do something like finish it somehow. Right. Um, but I mean, you just, you just never know because it's, it's always kind of seems like, like a taboo thing, um, to pick up, you know, someone's, someone's, uh, series, like, you know, basically their like life's work, and 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 finish it because it's like you know would it be as good would it be as faithful to the fans um you know it is it is it worth it just to leave it how it is and everything you know yeah and that's uh we were talking with our buddy craig about that recently just him me him and jesse got our own little you know facebook messenger chat we talk a lot about mm-hmm. it. and you know our buddy jesse who was a previous guest on our show uh, he's also a huge berserk. He, you know, he's been, it's been great talking with him too, as we've both been him rereading me reading a lot for the first time. A lot of these, the, the newer stuff that got past where the anime stopped. Uh, hmm. cause we were talking about it. And I brought up the, uh, and I even shared a uh, image from his assistants who apparently made a book, uh, for practice. They created a manga to practice in his hmm. style. Right. And we're like, well, would we, but would we want it? Because even yeah. if they know this plot, would it write the same way? And I, I kind of been like, I'm, I'm of the mind, and I mean, it's a shame. I mean, it's a shame of his passing in general that we lost such a creative force. But mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I honestly would rather just leave it be, I think. Right. Uh, because yeah. even if they could have the best town in the world come to finish the book, there's going to be a part of you as you read it, I think that wouldn't, that would just kind of feel like there's something wrong. Your brain almost couldn't help but maybe look for the, the difference in tone, the difference in style. Because mm-hmm. no matter how long you've worked with someone, you can't, you're not them. Mm-hmm. And Berserk, right. and like, because like, 
Craig, he was like, man, and I was, he was, he mentioned like I was thinking about getting on the series. And I said, I absolutely still recommend you do, even if mm-hmm. we never get, we're never going to get the conclusive finish. It's amazing to where it is, you know. I mean, yeah. it's still one of the best stories I've read. Oh yeah, yeah. and I would still yeah. recommend y'all go out and yeah. find the the collections are beautiful, hardbound, large, you know, large books, so you get the full glimpse of his art. And I couldn't recommend it more to go out and find those. Yeah, seriously, like just just for the art alone, it's right. it's one of those that's up there with like. Gants and uh, and Vagabond in terms of like things that I would just buy solely oh. for the art. Oh no, yeah. absolutely. Even because yeah. yeah, and of course, I mean the art alone. Like get you a Berserk print <laughs> if yeah. uh, because yeah. admittedly it is a, a very mature, very dark story, and it's not going to mm-hmm. be for everyone. And right. I get that a hundred percent, especially <laughs> since most of my manga reading time here lately has been at work. Since I got when mm-hmm. I get home, I'm either too tired to do anything or got projects mm-hmm. I gotta work on. So I read on my lunch break and my mm-hmm. you know, little fifteen minutes I get here and there, you get a little re- reading in. And there's times where I'm like, Oh, I should move to the table where my back's to the wall so no one actually walks behind me and sees what I'm reading. <laughs> Cause Berserk right. gets I mean, yeah. the the children arc alone was Yeah. You know, yeah. Cause it is very mature. Yeah. I and I, I think like the last time I, I was really up to date on it was whenever they were doing the um they were on the boat and uh they had like the Le- leviathan or whatever i don't think i've even gotten to that yet I'm, oh really yeah i i mean it, it was i i haven't been caught up in it in a long time well yeah and um, i've i've never actually jumped on it online or anything okay. Re- reading how we used yeah. to i only had like the uh-huh. official publications oh, okay gotcha, currently gotcha. where they're at we're still in the uh the conviction arc with the priest uh, the church okay all that i i think it i honestly don't think it's far from that i think it's only yeah. like four arcs or so but i mean god I, i'm trying to think of how long ago that was <laughs> i want to say well, it was probably maybe eight years ago or something like that so well and, and we know uh now i don't know yeah. if it's the same thing like with oda if uh honestly cause I, I didn't really ever look into it with miria he would take mm. multi-year hiatuses between oh, yes. chapters oh yeah and whether yeah. it's for health, whether it's just for stress, uh, I don't mm-hmm. know. But, you know, the art, he, he never, even when it was publishing, it was always, a, I believe, a monthly title. So, oh, yeah. Uh, he never had well, a, I, oh, Go ahead, go ahead. No, and, and I mean, like, whenever I was reading that arc, like, I got to a point where I would just, like, check it once a year. Because I, I remember there was one year where I was, like, checking, like, you know, I would start checking weekly for new chapters whenever I got caught up. And then I would just start checking monthly. And then before I knew it, it was like, oh, uh, it's been a year. Oh, a new chapter came out. Yay. You know, <laughs> and that's, one, one of those type of things. And that's yeah. why I think I never got into trying to read it as it came out. Yeah. Because. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's the same with uh, Attack on Titan. being mm-hmm. a, and That's only monthly when it was coming yeah. out. And I was still like, man, between a month and everything else I'm reading and doing you know, kind of forget. So, and while Berserk, you know, it's, it's a pretty straightforward revenge story with a deep world, but I still think it is better consumed in like a collection, you know? Right. Right. So again, pimping the books for Dark Horse, pimping the books for Miria's memory. I mean, it's Mm -hmm. it's a collection I'm proud to have. We got 
at least two more books I think dropping this year. I don't know mm-hmm. how, like you said, it was eight years ago and you think you only got a little ahead of where we're at now. So I don't know how many more there are, but I'm going to get every damn one of yeah. them. And I would still yeah. recommend oh, yeah. everybody to get these and to have, yeah. you know, and at least if you like dark fantasy, if you, if you're okay with mature content, because it is everything from blood guts, rape. I mean, just being flat out honest in it, it deals mm-hmm. with harsh stories yeah but it's never really gl- really heavy issues and it's yeah. never glorifying it though it's never mm-hmm. it's not there to for the sake of you know having boobs on the screen on the thing you know i mean it, it right. is showing how bad like this is like the dark ages if you were to put it to like real world history mm-hmm. so yeah, yeah uh, again I, I you know can't recommend it enough and a lot of people agree uh we've there's been a lot of outpouring from like manga and anime creators, some Western creators who, you know, have been influenced by it. Uh, one of the, one of the not best ones I saw was, did I get his name? I probably didn't. <laughs> uh, the creator of the, um, I mean, probably one of the best boxing manga out there, Hajime Noipo. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. had a great just story because Muria got his start in manga as his assistant. Mm-hmm. And, uh, he just, he just told the story like, you know, he came in and Miriam was just like, I don't want to hold you back. I hope my art's good enough. And he said, well, let me, let me see your, your sketchbook, you know, cause he was like fresh out of school. And he was like, holy shit. <laughs> you know, if, mm-hmm. if like, if you just refine your lines a bit more, I don't have much more to teach you. <laughs> like you're, you're, you're going to be right. And said within maybe a few months, cause he only was apparently his assistant for a short time. Within a few months, he looked back at his drawings again. He was like, "Yeah, dude, you're good. Go make your go make your book." <laughs> you know, based mm-hmm. more or less like the very abridged story. Uh, yeah, if you can if you can find it, go check it out. Uh, what all he had said and just the outpouring of people alone from the, from the industry, just working with him or just being inspired by him to the fans. Like we had a, uh, I think you, sh- I think you shared it to me first. Uh, Sadly, couldn't find the actual video image, but for those of y'all watching this on YouTube, I'm going to have a, a still up here. In uh, Final Fantasy XIV, mm-hmm. they took the uh, the Dark Knight uh, class from classic Final Fantasies and uh, kind of re-envisioned them as a giant sword wielder. And one of the creators, if not the creator of XIV, flat out said, yeah, we we took the look, the giant sword, and the overall, even the their, their resting pose, is straight mm-hmm. from guts. Oh yeah, uh, and there was a like I said, you can only see it. You can see the lineup on, on this picture, but like in the actual video, if you can go out there and find it, it's just someone just is panning down, and it's just rows, and you know, it's just one long line of dozens and dozens of people uh, lined yeah, up, they... striking the guts pose, as you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they they had a uh, a uh, candlelight vigil. Uh, in his in his honor, um, and they were just like rows upon rows of uh, Dark Knights and Olda, just you know down a line. And I even found uh, one where it was um, they uh, they had a bard that was there playing Guts uh, theme. Oh um, wow! In front of it, yeah, yeah, it was it was really good. Um, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's really good stuff. And that's what's beautiful about someone who can mm. create someone who can touch this many people, you know, mm. through the years. And especially honestly with something that's not, I don't want to call it mainstream because it's well known in the anime industry, but like 
You know what I mean? Like this, you're not Berserk was never gonna play on Toonami. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Right. And it still touched this many people, inspired this many people. And it's a beautiful thing. And if nothing else, I mean, Miria's legacy will live on. And right. like I said, this was, this hit me hard. A lot harder, like when you first sent it, it didn't even register kind of at first. I think mm-hmm. I gave you like just the, the sad emoji to the article that I really went yeah. in there and read it. And I think I came back with what the actual fuck. Like, yeah. It really hit me. I was like, wow. That, so... Miria, yeah, that's a, it, our, it yeah. caught me by complete surprise. No, absolutely. You know, this is, this is the best tribute we can do on the show is just, Miria, you know, we, we loved your work. We're sad you're gone. And, you know, we'll, we'll continue to pimp your art <laughs> for sure. I'm, I'm recommending mm-hmm. it to everyone. Always have been. But I, I really, like, there are, I'm worried more people. And, and, you know, it's a natural reaction when, like, you know, well, do I want to start a story I'll never get the ending to? On the and I understand sometimes you kind of don't you don't want to get invested in something that won't ever have its logical conclusion, but this is a ride even if you don't get to the end. You know what I mean? And right. It's it's a hundred percent worth it. Uh, yeah. So definitely want to definitely want to say go out there and buy a Berserk volume out there right now. <laughs> right. Yes. Absolutely. And and I mean like the the new. Um versions that they're doing those uh hardbound leather covers are yeah. amazing like they're beautiful oh they're the de- for me they're the definition of shelf porn because yeah yeah uh just the stark red lettering like, i'm looking at them right now and i've got mm-hmm. a lot of collections a lot of brightly colored books and man mm-hmm. just like his work it stands out compared on yeah. the bookshelf because there mm-hmm. it's just dark and red which is mm-hmm. very berserk it's a dark yeah. story with a lot of blood <laughs> yeah and and i mean it's a a larger format than your usual manga volumes yeah. you get that that art and it's like full glory it's really nice like i honestly and there are others like i keep telling myself i'm not going to rebuy the entire helsing manga but i'm probably going <laughs> yeah. to break down and get those eventually yeah and, and i know they got I mean, a, uh, blade of the immortal yeah which yeah. i've never read so i'm also i know tempted at times but like, mm-hmm. there's other mangas out there. Like honestly, like I'm, lo- I love the Gantz omnibus that we're getting now. Mm-hmm. I yeah. wish they were this size. Oh yeah, yeah. Just, just if they were to go back and and do those, like, yep, I would just. I I even have some of those omnibuses, and I would go back and rebuy in that format. I'm not gonna lie, yeah. I I recently bought volume six <laughs> recently, mm-hmm. but if they were like, well, we're doing hardbound, full book size, whatever, I'm like, yep, mm-hmm. okay. <laughs> I guess I'll sell the little ones because I am rebuying these. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and that's the thing. Like, and I'm not like, don't get it wrong. Like, you know, when you when you love a manga, you love the art. And I love traditional manga size. That's just how we were introduced. That's how we know to read it. But you know, like we when they're published, like especially the shonen ones, those are published in that's in this book size. I call it book size. I don't know, traditional mm-hmm. Western book size. Because <laughs> yeah. the Shonen Jump magazine is that size. Mm-hmm. So you're when you if you had bought it week weekly, you would get used to seeing them that big and then when they re- release them they call them the, the Tonkaban in Japanese. Mm-hmm. But what we what we now uh, when we say we're buying a manga here in the West, we this is the size we think of. Uh, right. Yeah, the art's all shrunk down. Even someone who as like Oda, Oda's I wouldn't say his his drawings are they're not it's not that they're 
they're not detailed, but they're it's not as you know intricate. I would say, no. Yeah. But even his books, even his art, you know, while I don't feel like it hurts it being smaller, I would still love to see One Piece in this size. Yeah, honestly, I would just because a lot of times, um, just with the way he draws it, there's a lot of like details and stuff in the background that I feel like I true. miss some yeah, of the times. Yeah, that's true. Especially reading on my phone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Since yeah. we we read it weekly, and I've only got the one box set of One Piece manga <laughs> mm-hmm. that I yeah. inherited. <laughs> so. Yeah, I, I would love. Oh no, I I would absolutely buy a hardbound One Piece omnibus, a hundred percent. They do the three and ones, which are a little bit bigger than you know mm-hmm. your standard manga book, but they're not like this size, like the what the Berserk is in Hellsing, and what what basically what Dark Horse is doing. Dark Horse, I believe, is the only company currently putting them out in this larger size, and mm-hmm. I think it's good. Now they are like you get off the shelf; they're fifty bucks a piece. But, uh, and whether you agree with, you know, I still say go out there and support your local comic stores if they can get them. If they can't, then you got to pay a big company. Amazon's got them on average for about 30 bucks. <laughs> you know mm-hmm. what I mean? That's honestly how I got caught up, mainly because our local comic shop couldn't order the old ones. And yeah. apparently they can't again. They were trying to restock. They had recently, I saw they had quite a few of them on the shelf, but they didn't have number one. So Jesse was trying to get it, but he said Diamond or whoever they have to go through now can't, yeah. won't, won't even send them. So wow. I don't know if they're trying to do something because he passed. I hate to think something like that, but then again, we're talking big companies. You never know. But yeah, if you can find it, get it. If you can't, I mean, I'm not going to be a hypocrite and say don't go through nefarious means, but read Berserk however you can. <laughs> I'll, I'll put it like that. But oh, as always, support the industry. Oh, yeah. But okay, yeah. Uh, uh, I, I really wanted to just kind of give. We have this format, and I wanted to give a tribute to a manga artist who, especially, like I said, mm-hmm. because I've always known of it, but it wasn't until recently that it really became one of yeah. my absolute favorites from reading these collections. So I want to give tribute. Hope y'all appreciated that, and I hope maybe we we inspired you to go read it because you damn well should be. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, hundred percent, yeah, and like it re-hits me all over again every time I see another like uh, mangaka like talking about it oh, yeah. <laughs> like you know and it's just like man it <laughs> it was such a seminal piece of work uh but yeah <laughs> so uh what what else what else do we got this week well uh as of this recording uh the eternals second or full trailer or first mm-hmm. trailer? Yeah, really first. When we had the little teaser, yeah. the first trailer for yep. the Marvel's Eternals movie dropped. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Uh, first impressions? I don't know what the fuck I saw, <laughs> but it was beautiful. Well yeah. shot. It looks yeah. like it's, it's a gorgeous fucking movie already, just from oh, yeah. seeing the trailer. I know nothing about the Eternals, but yeah, uh, I'm kind of in that same boat. Uh, the trailer. I, uh... I was just going to say, like, kind of give a, like, the trailer basically showed, like, the Eternals showing up during, I'm not going to, it ain't like cave people, but, you know, early mm-hmm. civilization, I would say. Mm-hmm. And it mm-hmm. looks like they really pushed them forward. So they're like yeah. gods on Earth, which is very much like, yeah. I would say, like, what, Egypt, Egyptian mythology, where the, um, the, the gods would walk with them? 
would kind of right. be, there's a few mythologies out there where the gods would be like, yeah, yeah, he's just out in the field chilling, you know, the god of <laughs> earth and soil. <laughs> you know what I mean? Some, yeah. It kind of feels like that. And I don't know if that is what the whole thing's about or what. So, um, I think the, uh, the story is cause all I've really read, um, was the series that came out in 2006, um, by, uh, uh Neil Gaiman and John Romita Jr. Okay. Um, and that was kind of like their thing. Like they get down to the planet and they're basically like helping out the, uh, the early, uh, humans and everything. Um, and because of like all these fantastical abilities and stuff that they have, uh, they get kind of coined as gods and i mean like you know all their names are basically gods uh right. you've got angelina jolie that's playing thena uh richard madden from uh, game of thrones that's playing icarus uh gemma chan's playing cersei sama hayek that's playing ajak uh kumal nanjiani uh is playing kingo uh mondong siok as a uh, gilgamesh barry kiogon as a uh, Drig, uh, Brian Tyree Henry as Festus, uh, Leah McHugh Sprite, Lauren Ridloff as Makari, um, and then let's see, Haas Sleeman as Festus, and I think that's the uh, the big name characters that were in the uh, in the trailer, right. but um, yeah, because like a lot of these um, are are named after gods, right. so it's kind of uh, kind of interesting. So like. Uh, I think how the story went in that run was um, they had helped humanity uh, through the centuries and stuff like that and basically been been coined. But they like were kind of in a way where they weren't like interlopers in anything that happened with humanity. Right. So it was it was kind of interesting. Okay. And that's what the like the trailer showed. Like we we swore never to interfere with what was going mm-hmm. on with mankind. Then the trailer saw some shit going down, and they apparently had to break that vow. So yeah. this, oh, I'll be honest, like this doesn't feel like an MCU film, and that's not a bad mm-hmm. thing, right? I right. feel like this is going, and I don't want to sound like we're going to be shitting on DC, mm-hmm. but this feels like what they. Because here's the thing, like I don't know if we ever discussed this or not when we've talked Marvel versus DC, Marvel, like. Marvel makes very humanized heroes, even if they are super mm-hmm. beings. DC, and it's always been like this. Well, I would say actually a little bit later after the Golden Years, into the more the Silver Age, uh, DC heroes always feel more like gods. And it's intentional. That You know, I mean, oh, yeah. outside of like the very human heroes, obviously like Batman and, you know, uh, the, um, the question, you know, like Superman... A big part of his storytelling has always been him trying to, you know, be like humans, be like humanity. You know, Wonder Woman's a goddess, you know what I mean, basically. Mm-hmm. So, like, and the movies, I don't think ever fully captured that feel so far in the mm-hmm. DCU. This feels like, because, like, this feels like, I don't know, that's what I got, that's what I kind of took from it, like, wow, this feels like what a DC film probably should feel like. Yeah, like an, like an epic yeah, like because like they're not these are people these are not people trying to with a human side to them. They are looking not down upon them, but you know what I mean. Like, you know, is that making any sense? Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So like this, I think, and of course, you know, you're always gonna get the people who just shit on Marvel for the sake of being edgy. They're gonna say, mm-hmm. you know, all Marvel movies feel the same. 
well, here's one mm-hmm. I'm from at least the trailer. I'm thinking it was going to be like, well, check this one out. Mm-hmm. And they're still going to say there's too much humor because, you know, Infinity War yeah. and Endgame were just a laugh fest. <laughs> um, well, I and I, I do think that, like, it's they're finally starting to get to that, that point where they can start changing up the, uh, like, the overall themes of their movies and not just have them, like, strictly superhero-esque, you know? Right. Um, and, and I think, like, a good portion of that kind of started with Guardians of the Galaxy because it was, like you know, out there and in space and a big sci-fi film. Like, yes, there was hero aspects of it, but it wasn't like the superhero film, you know? Yeah. Um, sure. How we had with everything before. Um, and it was a team. So, like, you know, you have this other big group of people that are coming in um, on Earth that are, are just, you know, kind of there as, like, this civilization is just starting to bloom um, in uh, on the world. Um and, and it's it's gonna I think it's gonna be kind of neat where they where they decide to go with it and and plus like I'm assuming what they're gonna do is they're gonna kind of take us through the ages like show yeah. the past and everything and then put them in the present yeah because they showed um, a few scenes like that mm-hmm. yeah and and one of the other characters that I'm pretty excited that they're putting in it and it's kind of funny that this the actor that's playing him. Um, is uh, Kit Harrington is uh, cast as the Black Knight, right? Um, so you know you've got both of the uh, the Stark brothers um, <laughs> from Game of Thrones uh, that are playing pretty pretty big parts in this uh, in this movie. Um, and I'm just gonna like, I guess assume unless this is like a Black Knight from the past um, that it'll be the present day Black Knight because you know with them just naming him Black Knight and not giving him just the the actual name right um so it's it's kind of interesting and, and actually you know uh, saying that i uh i honestly don't um have a lot of like information about black knight i just know from what i saw from him for from like present day stuff right um with captain britain and all of that uh so for all i know he could just be an immortal and have lived that long as well um Not true but yeah. yeah i'm i'm kind of interested to see what um his role is going to be like, you know, he could be that whole thing where it's like, uh, you know, these people that have come here unnatural or something. And, uh, you know, that whole like cryptid point of view where it's like, um, you know, they're, they're too powerful to be kept unchecked or whatever. Right. Kind of thing. So that, uh, that would, that could be pretty interesting, but I mean, regardless, it it looks like an amazing film. I'm pretty excited to uh, to see where they where they go with it and how it uh, how it affects the uh, the rest of the MCU. No, absolutely, and kind of like with like Guardians, uh, I'm excited for you know Marvel pulling out a uh, a franchise an IP that I'm not familiar with at all. Mm-hmm. So it's gonna be something new, something you no. Know, I don't. These are all new to me all new characters i think that's all that's always a lot of fun well you know it's always good to see the the you know the the, the heroes and characters you know but kind of like i said guardians no one no one read guardians of the galaxy until that movie until the movie came out right and eternals i don't know if it was a very big book it's not one i've heard a lot of people ever bring up until mm-hmm. the movie talk started happening so i'm excited to see what they're going to do you know how it's going to go and uh, yeah uh, yeah again like what you said, uh, how it's going to affect, if at all, 
the next phase here if it's mm-hmm. going to be like directly or indirectly maybe shaping mm-hmm. certain characters like we don't know what all these eternals can do like they may right. this may again we we're all now that now that disney bought fox we're waiting for that mutant connection this may be planting yeah. the seeds of where the gene could be awakened at any moment we don't oh, know yeah. Oh, yeah. so that's that's uh Real interesting, and you know, a lot of hype could be built up behind that if they're just like, you know, yeah, you know, we, we kind of planted this uh, this mutagen in in certain in DNA that may or may not awaken at some point. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, so here's the here's the interesting thing, right? And like, this is just me looking at stuff online and remembering things. Right. Um, the big thing about the Eternals is they were created by the Celestials, um, you know, the big giant space gods or whatever. Yeah. Um, and you, you kind of mentioned, um, like, the mutants and where that was coming from. And if I'm not mistaken from what I remember, um, they actually came from the Inhumans. So, oh. like, you know, the, the Inhumans were basically um, experimented on by the Kree, and that's how they got their abilities. And then something um, caused, you know, their abilities or whatever to manifest on Earth. Um it, at least that's one origin that I, I can think of for it. Um, and I, I don't know, like... Because, you know, they made that series for uh, for Inhumans uh, yeah. not too long ago uh, with Anson Mount. Um, so I, I don't really know if they're going to do more on that. But this actually would be pretty, uh, pretty apt um, for them to somehow bring uh, mutants in. I mean, because, like, you know... Eternals and, and Inhumans kind of have like different uh, origins, but they're kind of the same of how they were like created and experimented on and just kind of left to their own devices. Yeah, I think that was the game plan at one point, but I mm-hmm. think a combination of the Inhuman show not really being well received mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. the acquisition of Fox, because I think I truly believed they were just going to kind of turn what. Well, characters that we know as mutants into inhumans yeah when they didn't have yeah. the right to mutants anymore for the mm-hmm. for the silver screen we actually had a lot of like new heroes even in the comics like a uh, moon girl became inhuman you know, yeah and i think they i think a few others also uh ms marvel i think she's actually inhuman not just a mutant uh mm-hmm. and i think that was their plan but then like so the, the show kind of bombed and then the uh and then they got the rights to have mutants so i think they're I don't know. I mean, I I think they should. If it's still tied to Inhumans, they, they should still go with it. You know, Black Bolt alone is an important figure in Marvel. So yeah. I, I hope they wouldn't just abandon them. But I could honestly see them just kind of. All right, that didn't really work out. Maybe we'll bring them back later. Well, we can do mutants now. We're just going to do mutants, and I can see them going that route. Ah, yeah, interesting. Um, there was also something else that apparently was just announced, um, uh, 40 minutes ago. Um, and, uh, it's a new CW show. So take that as you, as you will. Um, but they're doing a Naomi series. Oh yeah. 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 Okay. No, I, I'd, I'd actually heard about that a little while ago. Did they drop a trailer or something? I'll have to check. It um, out. I uh, I just see it as like a title card, essentially. Like okay. they just have a um, uh, just with the main character, 
and like what the title looks like and everything. Um, that was part of like the newer stuff that they were they were working on, right? Uh, yeah. Weren't were you reading that or uh, I had the uh, was the it series? Uh, the one yeah, the Brian is uh, created by Brian Michael Bendis, uh, mm-hmm. the original character Naomi. Uh, it was mm-hmm. a six part series. It was supposed to have a continuation. I don't I don't know if that's ever come out. Uh, unfortunately, like I said, I've cut back on my my weekly comic buying. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. But uh, I think she did join, uh, not Teen Titans, uh, Young Justice, I think. Oh, okay. But yeah. Uh, yeah, she's, uh, oh, Lord, I'm, of course I'm going to go blank. Uh, she's, she's of alien origin. Her mm-hmm. father is the, uh, oh, I, can, I got the visual of the guy. He looks like, I mean, he's a very 1920s Buck Rogers has looking guy with like a jetpack and a finned helmet. Uh, kind oh. of race. Uh, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I know exactly who you're talking about, and I probably would have uh, thought of the name had you. Um, <laughs> right, if we weren't not, recording not right a, now, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, and it's a basically a teenage kind of you know realizing who she is story. It was a good little mini series, and the show them that I remember uh, one article had shown like the actress they cast for, and so they mm-hmm. it's going forward. Uh, I guess the only reason I never brought it up, even though I enjoyed the comic, is I just... I was just... it was it Adam Strange? Yes, that's the guy. Okay, gotcha. So if anyone out there listening knows Adam Strange, you know what the fuck I'm talking about. If not, I'm just rambling. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, she, she had connections to them and a, another, I think, like, either, like, no, her, her Earth family, who, you know, was already, like, an adoptive parents, but she didn't know how deep it went, because mm-hmm. uh, they were of his, like, people and she's from a different race that they were at war with okay so. like the uh it was it was like uh sanagarians and um so, yeah yeah. yeah yeah and yeah. she you know she's got some like a combination but like, she's not thanagarian but she, or like oh uh it was it was ran and thanagar that were at war i think that's what it is yeah. adam strange was always involved with okay yeah there see and like mm-hmm. again i've read it but i've never really no one else I know was reading it, so I never had anyone to talk mm-hmm. about. So you know, you know how that mm-hmm. can go. Memory just moves on, and you start reading other books. But uh, yep. I don't know. and it, and then and then you know, like six months down the road, they're like, "Oh my gosh, I finally read this thing," and I'm like, "Oh my gosh, I don't care anymore." <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I don't know if you like to see W stuff. She's an interesting character, and uh, yeah, mm-hmm. you should if you if you're still enjoying Flash and. I think Legends is still going. I don't. I don't know. Like a lot of them got canceled. <laughs> um, so it, it. I mean, really, it was only uh, Arrow that ended, um, and they have Flash is still going. Legends is still going. Uh, Supergirl is still going, and then I think, um, if I'm not mistaken, uh, C CW started up that Lois and Clark series. Oh yeah, yeah. Which actually yeah. I hear really good stuff about that one. Yeah. Oh yeah. But, but I don't know. Um, I, I yeah. don't know if I want to go back to the the C dub. <laughs> but uh yeah yeah check out naomi though if you're if you're still liking their style and liking how they made their stuff she's an interesting mm-hmm. character she it was a fun read and uh if they do the comic justice it'll be a good show yeah uh, oh yeah i forget they uh they still had star girl and batwoman as well oh that's right yeah 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 um, they uh they, they, some kicked, shows. they kicked their <laughs> universe up pretty pretty good there yeah. um pretty pretty good little uh like a set of shows especially i guess now that like you know supernatural ended and um they just 
had a lot of a lot of things stop. They just kind of filled up their entire block with like superhero stuff, and the best thing is it's all in a connected universe. So yeah, the whole uh, works really well. Yeah, doing the whole uh, crisis uh, storyline, yeah. which brought in Supergirl from I think she was what mm-hmm. ABC or NBC, and uh, mm-hmm. bring Constantine also from yeah. that failing networks, <laughs> uh, bring yeah. them over, really expanded out. And I still oh, tell yeah. myself I'm gonna go on Netflix because Netflix has them all. And at least watch mm-hmm. the uh, the Crisis on Infinite Earths uh, episodes. Oh, yeah. They're supposed to be a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, the uh, the crossovers that they did were were really great, and it was really uh, a lot of them were you know their ways of bringing in new characters because I think that's how they brought the Flash in originally. Is they had a a big Arrow um, like before there were any other CW shows, they had a big Arrow event, and right. that's when Barry Allen first popped up as Flash in it. Yeah, I believe so. If I remember yeah. right, we were still watching back then. You were a oh, big yeah. reason I would I actually enjoyed the CW stuff for as long as I did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> was watching with you because you know you yeah. you got really deep into them and I enjoyed them. Don't get it wrong, especially the first like mm-hmm. I'd say three seasons of Arrow, really solid. Mm-hmm. First season, yeah, first yeah. couple seasons of Flash, really solid. Then I just got I got kind of burnt out on Arrow side. The uh, it became more soap opera than superhero. <laughs> and uh, right. just didn't right. care for any, never care for any of the love interests. Yeah. yeah. In those. I think that's kind of where um, CW falls short. Cause you know, they have to cater to the, the audience um, that watches that stuff. And a lot of the, uh, the audience was like, you know, um, older women that are looking for like those romantic stories and stuff. So yeah. and I get they that. had a lot of that. Yeah. And I get that. It's just like for arrow, like, I don't know. Like, I I liked the teasing thing between him and Felicity, but when it actually happened, I was like, oh, I don't care. You know what I mean? Like, it didn't <laughs> yeah. work. And, yeah. you know, my long, and I'm sure the actress is a lovely person, but mm-hmm. uh, Laurel, especially when she became Black oh, yeah. Canary, you, you remember our whole, yeah. my whole thing. <laughs> like, I yeah. just did not like her as the character. And mm-hmm. just, you know, the, the stuff like that worked. I had, my bigger issues were, though, with The Flash. And I think oh, you're yeah. gonna, I think you're gonna fill me on this because you're a much bigger Flash fan than I am. Uh, mm. Okay. <laughs> well, I mean, I've literally never owned a Flash comic, <laughs> but like, yeah. I know yeah. you're a big fan of like Captain Cold, and the, uh, yeah, the Rogues, yeah, right? the Rogue Gallery, exactly. Mm-hmm. And every season has to be another fucking speedster, and the, but they waste his oh, um, yeah. his impressive Rogues Gallery on either one-off oh, yes. stories or they turn them into mm-hmm. heroes. You know what I mean? Yeah, uh, and that that was where I really kind of fell off of it because it was like every season it was like, oh, are we going to do this? You know, they've been building up the rogues for a while. We could do, but they always wanted to do that big, like, time-changing storyline or whatever, and uh, it always ended up being uh, a super speed villain, and it was just tiring. It was so tiring. Yeah, when you got, like, Captain Cold, like everyone Mm -hmm. says, you know, on paper, and maybe even in the early days, he's a guy with a cold gun, not a freeze gun, mm-hmm. a cold gun. Mm-hmm. There's a difference. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. But he, <laughs> but then later on, like he became a formidable foe. And, oh, yeah. but, and I think it just, and no insult to the people out there who are far more successful in creating shit than me, but I guess better writers made him more interesting than the CW writers could as, as a villain. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed him on The yeah. Le- Legends of Tomorrow. Him and Heat yeah. Wave, even though I think they neutered Heat Wave like fucking crazy. <laughs> like, I don't know. On the show, he just was not near as interesting when he's not just like compulsively wanting to burn 
things, I guess. They tried to, you know, right. humanize him a little too much. And, like, Cold, he's always had layers, I think. Mm-hmm. And I think that worked better than, like, Heat Wave. So, them taking out his rogues gallery, just bringing in another Flash, another Speedster, another whatever. Yeah. Just made yeah. me lose interest. And, uh, yeah. and then Legends, same. I just was, I kind of stopped watching the others. I dropped that one, too. Even though that one's still... A lot of fun because they that was kind of more the you know villain of the week style and they could kind of bring in cameos and stuff. But once I fell off oh, yeah. a couple of them, I'm like I'm just not. And I, honestly, I think we both fell off. And when you were watching it, I certainly wasn't going to be watching it. Yeah, yeah, and it, and it's really it kind of became one of those things where occasionally like you would have to watch one to understand something that's going on in the other every right. now and then. Like they would have like little crossovers and. uh yeah, it just became kind of difficult to keep up with. And, you know, like, sometimes there's just stuff that you just didn't want to watch because, you know, you had to watch the other thing. Right. Um, I think the one that, that really kind of, like, disappointed me, um, because they never crossed over, which was fine, honestly, um, but I, I felt like it was doing really fucking well uh, for the series was Black Lightning. Did you ever watch that? No, I didn't, actually, but I heard good things. Yeah, Again. like... <laughs> Yeah, and and I I like you know had never really read a whole lot about the character and everything, um, but the uh, the series was really well done. Um, really really enjoyed it. The uh, the yeah. cast was amazing. The villains were great. It was just such a such a fun series and uh, dealt with a lot of like really deep like social issues and stuff like that. Um, I and I think you did watch. Uh, I mean, it wasn't on CW, but since we're talking about the uh, like different comic book TV shows that like did a good job, but aren't there anymore. Um, like runaways. Yeah. Yeah. I, I never did uh, finish that. <laughs> okay. Um, I mean, they, they started bringing in some really good stuff in the second season. Um, and there was talk of a crossover, um, with, uh, runaways and, uh, cloak and dagger, which right. honestly between the two, I fucking loved cloak and dagger. And I feel like it should have got, so much more attention and like more seasons because they were both on that like um own network right uh that the, or hulu uh, or something yeah yeah well i mean i think that was like one of the the networks that um hulu partnered with or whatever oh. um was like oprah's network or whatever right yeah um I but know. uh i what's up i was just gonna say i uh you know being a fan of the runaways that i am i really should go back and give another try there was just certain casting choices i wasn't really feeling and some of the Mm -hmm. uh like there were aspects that they changed that i liked but also i felt slowed down the show a bit Mm -hmm. but you know Mm -hmm. maybe it maybe it ramped up in the second one and i mean now like one of the biggest issues like even even my wife who also read the books uh was just a you know and um, maybe it's for purely for acting reasons and what they what they needed from her out of the show, the casting of Molly, just making her like even if the actor I know the actress was young, but she wasn't Molly young when they started. Mm-hmm, but now mm-hmm. in the comics, she looks just like she does on the show. She's grown up. She's as tall as Nico. Uh, them, so yeah. maybe I'll be a little more accepting of it now because I'm reading the current books. But yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's one I I should probably get back on eventually. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I'm kind of hoping because, you know, we've, we've had a lot of like 
because of all of the changes and stuff that have taken place with uh, Marvel and Disney over the years, like we've had a lot of shows that have kind of gotten the axe just because of those changes. Um, and some of the, the big ones, I think, for people were all the Netflix series for Marvel. Right. Uh, they were they were kind of building up uh, their street level uh, heroes pretty well with those. I feel like I mean, yes, whenever you have so many, you're gonna have some that people just don't resonate with as much. Um, yeah. But I feel like they were doing a pretty good job on them. Um, you know, people will have their nitpicks and gripes about them, and you know, like I said, whenever you have so many, there will definitely be some that people love and some that people hate. Um, For sure, and- but. Uh, I do think that is something Marvel's lacking. Now that the Netflix mm-hmm. ones don't exist, is those street level heroes. So, yeah. but there's there's rumblings going on about you know Punisher, Daredevil going to be making an appearance. Mm-hmm. Whether it's uh, Charlie Cox and John Berthenall, we don't know. Mm-hmm. But like we right. could, we could see them again, and I would like all the actors to come back. Everyone, even I know y'all motherfuckers out there hate Iron Fist, but damn it, he was he was a good mm-hmm. Danny Rand. Uh, yeah. And I I got the show, but I also get why people did didn't really dig the show mm-hmm. either. Um, so I would like to see them all come back, but even if they don't, because I know uh, I, of course I know all their names except the the one I want to say his name, uh, Luke Cage. Uh, mm-hmm. He's he's got a new show though, so I don't know. Like, he's doing fine. I haven't really seen uh, Jessica Jones actress uh, doing anything lately, but doesn't mean she's not. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, I'd like to see them come back because I thought all of them were fine in the roles, even the ones that didn't really resonate with me. Like Jessica Jones, honestly, didn't really mm-hmm. uh, click with me. But I get what like my wife loved it, and I get why. It just you know, if it's not for me, that doesn't mean it's a bad show. Uh, mm-hmm. Speaking of cancellations, actually, I want to get to before we uh, wrap up here. Mm-hmm. Um, recent news, and don't know if they're connected because they never said officially, but one has to kind of speculate, and I want to speculate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Uh, on the Star Wars side of things, actually, yes, uh, yes. Rangers of uh, the Federation, or what was it called? Uh, oh well, man, one of the shows they mentioned. <laughs> we t- we talked about it in our Disney special, uh, the, like the Rangers of the New Republic. Uh, yeah, Rangers has, of the New Republic yeah, has yeah. been put on indefinite hiatus. It has been put on the show. Oh, now interesting speculation time. Okay, it was long rumored maybe not the star, but a major factor of that show was going to be mm-hmm. Cara Dune, uh, Gina Carano's yeah. character. Mm-hmm. And with her, not so recent as time of this recording, but you know, her termination from the franchise uh, mm-hmm. may have played a factor into it. And I think that may have confirmed that she was going to be a part. Maybe not. Maybe they just decided to uh, save that for another time. But uh, I don't know. I thought that was interesting with the, uh, you know, cause no, people are still <sighs> defending her <laughs> and her statements. Yeah, I know. Yeah. But uh, then recently, yeah, Disney announced that, that that show, out of all their announcements, everything else, as far as I know, is still greenlit and going forward. But that mm-hmm. one in particular got got uh, put got shelved. And I just, you know, I think that all but confirmed she was she was going to be a part of it, if not the not the star. And right. uh, you know. Uh, you know, walk away from a uh, a franchise like that that you could have been starring in because you couldn't say I'm sorry. Yeah, uh, you live with your choices. <laughs> yeah, people are just really wacky of what they want to say uh, with a you know an audience and everything. 
Well, and um, without getting on too much of a soapbox, the whole yeah. social media has trained far too many people to just put out their immediate thoughts right away. Yeah. And I think yeah. I'm just as guilty. I'll go through my Facebook mm-hmm. memories. will pop up sometimes from eight years ago or whatever. And I'll be like, Ooh, I thought that was funny at the time. I'm not sure. Yeah. That again. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Better, <laughs> better delete this one. <laughs> I'm not worried about getting co- uh, canceled with the whole, I'm, I don't know if we ever want to get into this kind of topics, but it's on my mind. Mm. The whole, mm-hmm. well, you know, we can't say anything because of cancel culture. They're going to come after <laughs> me for my old tweets. Fucking right. acknowledge you've grown. Be sincere about it. Yeah. We all said dumb shit right. in the past. It's, it's not because of your political views. You said dumb shit. And if you're truly regretful, say it. If you're not regretful, say it. And then accept, then I, we'll, uh, then accept your consequences and, you know, I, oh, yeah. acknowledge it. Well, so I, I heard this thing and I couldn't agree with it more. It's it's not cancel culture. It's consequence culture. Absolutely. Right? I was yeah. using that term so, in the, because that term, again, <laughs> I'm not yeah. trying to single anybody out or there's only, exactly. there's normally a certain group that uses that term, oh, like yes. getting called out because you said dumb shit and mm-hmm. then blaming it on something else. And then that, yeah. yeah, that particular group embracing you doesn't, you think that, do you think they would learn that this makes everybody look bad? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, and it's like, you know, people aren't saying you can't say whatever you want, yep. but you're not free of, you know, the consequences of what you say <laughs> and I mean, you know, how people react to that. <laughs> and, you know, and the reality is this, my, my view on what Gina Carano said about like the trans community and a few other, and the other things. I know, I think that was the first original tweet, which she had said about gender identity, mm-hmm. uh, the long run. I don't give a shit what she thinks about that, mm-hmm. you know, and I don't think anyone else does, but it got brought it got brought to attention and a public company who is trying to be progressive is trying to acknowledge that they have a fan base that has that was like, Hey, you know, these, this old comment came up. Can you just be like, Hey, you know, um, you know, I don't really, I said that a while ago. It's not how I feel now. They like wrote her a whole thing. She's like, no, I'm gonna die on this hill. Okay. Well, <laughs> yeah, no, right. here you go. <gasps> how dare they attack me? Yeah. Now go like, pay for really? my TV shows that no one's gonna watch, yeah. <laughs> or whatever. How, how I hope... dare they kill me on this hill that I said I would die on? <laughs> Basically, it's just fucking own it. They say like, and I'm sorry, I don't know if we ever supposed to get into this <laughs> on the show. You're fine, but it's where we're at. I keep apologizing. I know. Uh, they say you can't make jokes like George Carlin would anymore. You absolutely can because George Carlin wouldn't be apologetic. And he he had his crass humor, but he had a basis behind it. He had reasoning behind mm. it, and he stood mm. by his convictions. He wouldn't mm. say you know fuck shit and all this kind of stuff to offend people, to shock mm. people, and then they're like, "How dare you say that?" And he's like, oh, "I'm a victim." Mm-hmm. Right? He'd be like, "Yeah, I said it. Right. Fuck you." You know what I mean? Like you, you got like if you're gonna say some shit, don't 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 cry when there's consequences. Yeah, or, don't, or here's... you know, sorry, go ahead. Own, own up to your bullshit. Yeah, I'm sure. Like, and I'll say it right now. If I've, I know I'm a, I'm a bit crasser than, than Jerry over here on the show. <laughs> if I've said something out of line, let me know. And I can acknowledge that because you know what? 
me saying I like big ass titties isn't my what the hill I need to die on. You know what I mean? Like if that's like something you don't want me saying on this show, I'll fucking stop because I got a lot more to talk about. <laughs> you know what I mean? And that's like obviously that's not nearly because I'm not I'm not gonna say shit like you know. And no, no, I you know I've been guilty of making like I've grown a lot. I'm 41 years old. When I was a teenager, mm-hmm. you could even go you know. To make jokes about homosexuals was just what we right. did. Bill and Ted's mm. Excellent Adventure has a, I think they did it twice. Oh yeah, it doesn't make it yeah, right. And... It doesn't make it better, but it made us at the time think that's acceptable. Oh yeah, yeah, it was a huge thing with like the culture back then, and like going back and like watching some of that stuff because Steph and I actually because we went to watch the new movie and like so we went and watched the old one and we're like. Wow, they really said that. They did. Like, they did. Yeah. And here's the yeah. thing. That was, I'm a, this ballpark of time. I don't remember when that movie came out. 95, 96, maybe. Sure. Uh, <laughs> maybe even earlier. So I'm in my teens. And I mm-hmm. thought that was fucking hilarious. Yeah. Guess what? I'm oh, 41. Oh, you said 95? That was 89, bro. 89, bro. <laughs> well, I probably didn't see it till I was like 15. Uh, true, <laughs> I couldn't true. watch anything growing up. And guess <laughs> what, though? I've grown mm-hmm. up. I'm 41. Okay. I've grown up. No. I'm, I mean, I may have known some, but you certainly mm-hmm. weren't talking about being homosexual in that time mm-hmm. frame out in the right. open. I've grown. Yeah. I've met people. I've met my my... My world, my bubble has expanded to a very diverse group from, you know, mm-hmm. any, all forms of anything. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. And guess what? I learned that shit ain't funny anymore. <laughs> right. It's, and it's not like I have so much more. I think I'm witty. I think I, we, we have some people that enjoy hearing me talk. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. I have so much more humor out there than I got to worry about making those kind of jokes anymore. And I think if you can't move on from that, if you can't grow to learn, you just always want to reminisce about quote unquote, the good old days. Yeah. Right. Then just go watch your VHS tapes and fuck off and quit bothering people who don't want to hear this shit, you know, and don't get, and again, don't play the victim when they call you on that shit. (laughs) You know what I mean? Because guess what? Society has moved on society. The education has grown. And I'm not just mean book learning, but people from social mm-hmm. media, as bad as social media can be at times. And I get sick of it sometimes. It also has opened up my eyes to other people's lives and how they are growing up, what they've had to deal with and understanding like, okay, I don't need to say these terms because it's not funny anymore because it really was putting down somebody. You know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah. It- Exactly. Let's make sure I'm coming across proper. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's a big thing of like over the years, you know, yeah. just to make sure that you know you have growth and everything. Like you, like you said, don't like hang around in your own bubble. Get out there and experience things and hang out with with new people and everything, and um, just kind of see the world through other people's eyes. Exactly. Um, uh, it's, ex- it's, it's a really big thing. Expand your horizons. You're going to find there's mm-hmm. a lot more flavors out there than vanilla ice cream. And <laughs> <laughs> to put it in a way, I was trying to, I almost went with Dorito chips, but there's so many, I don't know. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like trying to put a food analogy to it. Uh, and if not, <laughs> cool. Stay in your bubble and shut the fuck up. <laughs> 
because again, like you said, freedom of speech is a hundred percent thing, but no one ever said you have a freedom from consequence. And if you're a public figure, if like even we have such a small audience and we love each and each and every five of you <laughs> out mm-hmm. there, but on a level, and again, if I, I feel like what I say is me, but again, I, if I, if I say something out of line or if Jerry somehow, because you're, you're way more conscientious, I think, sometimes than I am. <laughs> and I don't, and you know, let us know. Let me know. I'm 41, but I'm not, I'm not so stuck up in my ways that I can't say, you know what? I won't say that around you anymore. <laughs> because I'm not a fucking asshole. <laughs> I love my nostalgia, but guess what? I also love what I've learned in my years. <laughs> and I think that's what a lot of people fail to do. They're scared of growth. Mm-hmm. They, they want to stick to what they know. Change is scary. People are scary. But you know what? None of this shit is new. You know what I mean? Like, this has been around for a long time. Life, science, and the world has just made you more aware of it, and now you're scared of change. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And I mean, like, that's one of the big things about social media is, like, you can you can basically stay in your physical bubble, you know, in your house and stuff, but you can still get on the internet and learn things. Sometimes people learn the wrong things. <laughs> Unfortunately, it's like, come on. Yeah, that's yeah. Like, it, it's as good as it is bad. Uh, like yeah, because yeah. it's all in how you take it. I know we we've I kind of got up on a pedestal at the end of this show, and I'm sorry if this is mm-hmm. not what y'all tuned in to hear, but it's something that's been on my mind lately. I don't know why, mm-hmm. <laughs> and we I'm letting it out now, so maybe mm-hmm. we won't have to get on again. But you know what? I'm not again. We make this show. This is our show. How we want to make it. I'm not ashamed of anything I say. But again, I also understand that if y'all don't want to hear it, that's cool too. And you don't have to hear it ever again. <laughs> on that note, I hope you want to hear us again. And I hope you liked what you heard today. <laughs> right. Uh, like, comment, subscribe. Tell me how, if I'm offensive and you need me to shut the fuck up and let Jerry run the show. <laughs> God, don't do that. <laughs> no, no, because it'll, it'll be the gun, the gunpla building time where it's only uh, uh, what ASR or whatever it is, <laughs> ASMR, ASMR of me clipping things out of Bruce. It's, yeah. it's just the clips, just the clipping and the snapping, the plastic together. That's the new show with Jerry running. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Is this what you want? Because this is what you're getting. <laughs> As always, I love every one of y'all who listen to us. And Jerry, I love you too, brother. I appreciate talking yeah, to you. Yeah, I love you, week. man. Uh, love each other. Don't be dicks. If you're a dick, cool. Don't cry about it when you're called out. That's it. <laughs> we'll see y'all next week. Yeah, peace.